Do you think life is fair? Hmm. Uh, no. Why not? It's not supposed to be. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to include fairness and unfairness. Mm. So, welcome to Therapized and thank you to our guest here today, who I'm going to share a bit more information about. Um, his name is Brian and Brian, I am not going to start this podcast the way that I normally start podcasts by introducing what you're about and who you are. Instead, what I want is three different words that describe your journey um, and where you're at right now. Well, to describe my journey and yeah. where I'm at. Um, well, uh, I told you it's not going to be any. No, it's good. No, yeah. It's good. It's a good challenge. Um, so I'm going to do a start, a middle and present. Oh, I like that. And the start was broken. Yeah. Uh, and the middle was rising. And currently, mm, currently, I'm wobbling. Wobbling, wow. <laughs> wow, I love all of it. And I love how you've broken that down. Yeah. So let's start right from the beginning where you say broken. Yeah. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by broken? Well, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> my journey into kind of this world of well-being, of, of, of spiritual practices, of yeah, therapies, all sorts of different things. Um, yeah, it really started with a kind of deep um, period of pain in my yeah. life that yeah. I, that I um, basically, I, it, all, it all actually started whenever I gave up smoking. Yeah. So I've been quite unhealthy most of my life and I had spent, uh, you know, just not, not paying much attention to my well-being at all. Just disconnected from it, really yeah. disconnected from my body. Disconnected from any idea of what a healthy life looks like. Um, and then after some pressures from family and partner at the time, I decided to, to give up smoking. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was easy. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, the actual process of giving. So, I mean, and I, I was like a committed smoker, mm. you know, smoking since I was 14 years old. It was like 20 years on. Mm. Like I'd been smoking heavy. And uh, I, read, I read this um, Alan Carr book, yeah. this famous book. Yeah. And close the pages, yeah. put the cigarettes in the bin, and I'm, literally I've never been back, and that's like seven, wow. seven years ago. Wow. Um, <clears throat> so, the, so the immediate process, the, the going through that process completely changed my mindset around smoking and yeah. my identity that I had, I had attached to that. And um, What do you think the identity was that you had attached to smoking at the uh, time? Well, I say my identity, it was just that it was wrapped up in the okay, identity. Yeah. It was just like, that's Brian's a smoker, I'm a smoker. Yeah. So you're, when you're a smoker, you have to adjust your life mm. accordingly. Yeah. Like, it doesn't seem like you would necessarily. It's not like a big thing. But, you know, if I was traveling anywhere, I would be thinking about where my smoke breaks were. Or if I'm working for a period of time, it's like, when am I getting my smoke break? Yeah. You know, so... So it feeds into your life. I mean, even when I used to play amateur league football, I would be smoking at half time. You know, it was like that was kind of the joke as well. Yeah. So it, it was just kind of intrinsically part of of my everyday life, and therefore part of my identity. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know if it was that I was like, you know, the smoking guy or whatever, but it was definitely part of part of that identity. So yeah. you say that um, it was part of your identity, and then at that point in time, you said, "I'm, I'm going to stop." How? Mm -hmm easy was that because i know you you use the words yeah it was but how well, how was that transition if it was a big part of your life and mm -hmm. you're thinking and and your whole life is sort of revolved around oh there's a break i'll go and and oh there's another break oh, i'll go yeah. 
How was that transition for you? Well, the beautiful thing that happened was that I, like my mind, my mindset completely changed. So this yeah. was my like first um, real dive and understanding and how different things can be whenever you change your mindset. And it's not just as easy as thinking a different way. Yeah. It has to go, you have to go through a process to create that inside of you. <clears throat> um, and this book did that for me. It, it, mm. it created, it created a, a new relationship, both to smoking, yeah. both to the idea of not smoking, mm. um, which allowed me then to just see this all from a completely different perspective. Yeah. So although when I say it was easy, it was easy. Like, it, uh, like because that mindset had changed, mm. it was easy. But that wasn't to say that there weren't challenges. It became, basically, when you give up something that is habitual in your life, yeah. it becomes, your, your life for that period after becomes like a, a series of firsts. So it's the first morning you wake up and you don't have a cigarette. Mm. It's the first meal you have and you don't have a cigarette afterward. Yeah, yeah. It's the first flight. It's the, you know all these times when a cigarette was you know important. Mm. You start to go through those processes. So for me, it became an enjoyable challenge. It's like mm. oh right, yeah, right here we go. There's the first of this, the first of that, first of that. Um, and I also started to really enjoy the challenge of really feeling in my body. The physical reactions mm. that I was having yeah. for that withdrawal and yeah. it was like wow that was a really powerful urge to have a cigarette and I didn't have them and so that felt really good so, there so was it a, sounds like you're very you know, conscious of that you're very conscious of I'm noticing this feeling that's coming up in my body and it's almost like it was an external sort of part of you that you were aware of mm. and you were able to say okay I'm noticing this and then you're able to do something different yeah, yeah, maybe that's true. I suppose I haven't really um, thought about it like that. It, I think it's, it was impo also impossible not yeah. to, to think about it. It wasn't yeah. like I was making a decision, you know, to, to, yeah. to do that, to observe that. It was like the only other option would be just to have a cigarette and forget about it. And yeah. that, that, I knew that wasn't happening, you yeah. know. So it was this like clear line drawn in the sand that I would never smoke again and yeah. that was it so that, that that's what made it easy the total confirmation and certainty that I would never I would never smoke again yeah so um so yeah you had this determination that this is what I want to do I know I'm doing it yeah but determination makes it sound like you know I'm going to climb the mountain mm. I'm going to you know and it wasn't it wasn't like that it was mm. just it was it was it was just a certainty it was yeah. like the certainty that I know the sky is up, you know, yeah. it's like this is just what it is. There's no point in thinking any other way. There is no other explanation. This is what it is. Yeah. yeah do, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, I think my mind goes into when other people set themselves a target, like, for example, New Year's is coming up and people will say, right, this is my New Year's resolution and this is what I want to do. Yeah. But then the physical sensations that come up, they take people back to them old patterns. Mm. So when we're mm. thinking about what your certainty and having that mindset, it's almost like that allowed you to continue down that path. Yeah, and this is something that's served me in my life now, which is that, um, <clears throat> that when you can call in certainty mm. on anything, well, that's what will happen. Yeah. You know, that, that's, that's it, you know, that, and, um, Anytime I've had, I've given up different things in the past, like coffee, um, alcohol, whatever, I've given up different things in the past, it's been for a period. It's like, oh, I'm just going to not do that for a while. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it comes back, you mm. know. But if I had total certainty in any of those things, like that, you would never, I would never see it again because yeah. it's certain. It's yeah. totally, it's, it's embodied, mm. you know, had an embodied sense that that was a certainty. So, yeah. yeah. So you continue down that path. You yeah. felt your sensations in your body, and where did that lead you to? 
Well, to, to complete another breakdown. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, so it, it's since been explained to me. At the time, I didn't yeah. know what was happening, but um, for having nicotine in my system for mm, such a long period, yeah. 20 years, for that to, to leave, then everything got shook up. Mm. Everything inside of me got shook up. So that period afterwards, two, three months, was was pretty straightforward it was I felt good about myself I started exercising I was training and I was getting really healthy it was you know doing all these really great things I felt amazing and then I started having these um, kind of emotional mm. issues and I, and, I, and I didn't know what was happening yeah and there was no clear you know up until that point whenever uh, I'd felt sad or un unhappy or angry there was some clear yeah. trigger there some clear identifier that was making me feel that way but what was happening was I had no, I didn't know, there was nothing, mm. there was no reason, yeah. you know, and I would literally, it could be the smallest thing. I remember very clearly driving, I used to have a, a studio over in Ladywood and I was driving to the studio and I remember like just someone just like cutting me up ever so slightly, it wasn't a big deal and I just, it broke me. Yeah. I was just in pieces crying. Yeah. And, uh, and, 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 and that kind of just kept happening, like this small occasions where it was just breaking down into tears for no real reason. Mm. And then I remember, um, yeah, I'm an artist and I, I, I was working in my artist studio and um, yeah, I was making something and it, it didn't go well, which is par for the course as being an artist. And I just remember being completely crumbled by mm. it. I was literally, you know, on the floor crying and I was like, what the hell's yeah, going on yeah. here? Like, what is actually happening? I had, I, like, I felt like I was losing my mind. I, mm. was, I remember saying that. One of my friends came to see what was going on, and I was like, "I think I'm losing, I'm yeah. losing my mind." And that was, yeah. So, so at that point, that was that was I was at kind of a real low low point in, in my life. Yeah. I, as a result of something positive, you could say. Which yeah. Is interesting. And what happened? How did you get through that bit? Mm, well, I, with the support of uh, like my partner at the time and some friends, they they were like, "Look, you need to go and." see someone you need to speak to someone you need to see what's going on here yeah. there's all you need some help is basically what what i was told and yeah as an irish man i was resistant <laughs> to that of course but i eventually i went and i started a, a kind of psychotherapy yeah. journey um i was in yeah talking therapies traditional talking therapies for a few years and yeah it all it all started to come out so all of the all of the past all of the childhood traumas all yeah. of the Things that I experienced that had been suppressed, mm. you know, both by myself but also by nicotine, yeah. all started to come to, to the surface, and that was, um, yeah, that was a that was a, a beautiful but also incredibly challenging journey. I hear. Um, and yeah, I, 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 life life was immediately different mm. after starting going through that, starting to go through that process. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then I, and, and in, in amongst that, as I was, well, as I mentioned, I was kind of getting a bit healthier. I was, you know, I was training. I was becoming more and more interested in like health generally, mm. like physical health, mental health. And then that led me on to discovering Wim Hof, um, who now is super famous and wasn't that famous yeah. whenever whenever I was doing it. He was known, but he wasn't quite as known as he is. Um, and I, yeah, I did. I did just like an online breathwork session they had and I remember coming around from that being like whoa like what what is happening here yeah. that's really strange so I immediately signed up to his like online six-week course I did this course and 
yeah, I remember about two or three months or two or three weeks into the course of just being like, wow, this is this is special. There's something yeah. really interesting happening here. Um, so yeah, after after completing that course, I didn't really know what else there was to do because at this time this was back in 2017, so there wasn't yeah. like Wim Hof instructors on your doorstep, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't really know what else to do. So actually, the only thing that's felt like logical for me to do was to try and become an instructor, like mm. try and try and go through that that process. So yeah, off off I went and um, I became a, a Wim Hof instructor. Um, there was a big. There's a lot that happened in between there, but yeah, that's that's kind of that was that was the birth of me starting to work within yeah. these modalities, both like not just for myself, but to bring other people into that world. I love the fact that you said that was the birth, because exactly what you've just said is you're an Irish man, and with that comes conditioning. With that comes you don't seek support. You keep everything. So you'll have your own beliefs. You'll have your own conditioning that you've had, and it's almost like it got to a point where you're in your art studio and you're like, I don't know what's going on. I really do not understand. And there's choices there that you've made to, mm. I need to seek further support to try and help me. But it doesn't mm. mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person for seeking that support. Mm. It just means that there's something that is going on that you don't have the tools to understand and develop. Mm. And it's beautiful that you allowed yourself in a space, considering there was conditioning and, and other sort of beliefs that you may have had about seeking that support. Mm. And I wonder how difficult that period, that process was of initially gay or, or seeking that support. Yeah, I, I have a very different relationship to that, that what you're describing now, and really yeah. what you're speaking yeah. to is vulnerability, and, that, and that's like yeah. a, you know, a dirty word in <laughs> lots of people's uh, minds, the idea of being vulnerable, and my, my relationship to vulnerability is it's just about the most powerful thing yeah. that you can do as a, a man or a woman is to, to sit into a place of vulnerability, either with another person or, or yeah. with yourself. It's incredibly powerful, but but at the time, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it was it, that the, the idea of of seeming weak or you know or, or needing yeah. someone or something, mm. yeah, that was that was not something that was on my on my to do list, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. to be to be vulnerable. Um, but I was I, I I was I had no choice, mm. so. I don't. I don't necessarily see it as a courageous thing. Yeah. That 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 was to, at that point was to to seek support <clears throat> because I had no choice. I was I was really in a bad place, yeah. and and I knew that my life couldn't continue the way that it was continuing. So yeah. so it took me to you know be broken. Mm. To, if you choose that 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 word, um, to have a breakthrough. Yeah. You know. So to go from a breakdown to a breakthrough, that was that was what was required. But. Yeah, it doesn't feel to me um, at the time, like especially courageous. I actually see, even though I have a different relationship to my vulnerability now, I see some of the things that I do now as much mm. more courageous yeah. than, than they were because I'm in a pretty, you know, I'm in a very different place. Yeah, yeah, and I, I yeah. have all these practices and knowledge and awareness of what's going on. But I still need to seek, I still need to move towards vulnerability. I still need to move towards challenges. Yeah. Whereas, when you when you're coming from a place of strength, it's actually more can be more difficult to move towards something that's frightening or mm. something that maybe encourages some vulnerability uh, inside of you. It, when you're when you're on the floor, you've nowhere else to go. <laughs> you've literally nowhere to go. Like you're rock bottom, so you 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 can only go up. So yeah, it's a slightly. And when funny. you think back to that that younger version of you that was in the art studio, what mm. would you say back to him, the one who's on the floor thinking, feeling broken? Yeah. Strap in, 
<laughs> because yeah. that, that, you know, uh, uh, strap in and let go. Yeah. That's the yeah. that's the only yeah. thing. Because every everything that I've learned over these last seven years since that happened is that the the only way through this is to is to is to kind of yeah, you know, secure yourself. Yeah. And and, and let go. Yeah. You know, so literally, you know, strap in and let the and let the, the universe take you to whatever path you may you really may go. Is. Yeah. You know? Because I think there's a lot of people when they are in that dark place and they are feeling that that low feeling, they feel like life is what's the point, or they have all these questions um, about life and and what it is. But actually, that's the point where, like you said, things start to open up and you start to go really within yourself to yeah. understand more about well, why am I feeling this and was I living my life the way that I thought I was, or was it based on other conditions and beliefs that I thought were going to be making me happy? Mm. And you get to that point where you start, it almost like changes your direction in life. Is that what you notice with um, yourself and other people? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, our, our greatest teacher is, is our, great, our, our biggest challenges. Yeah. So whenever yeah. we're faced with, you know, the darkness, with the, the having to go towards something that's, that's really painful. That's yeah. that can you know knock us off our, our feet a little bit. Then mm. this this is where the biggest lessons come. This is where the the growth comes. You know, yeah. all seeds start in the dark. Yeah. You know, the tree grows from the oak. You know, the oak tree grows from the little seed underneath the ground. And that's that that's a metaphor for life as well. That when yeah. we are brought into these incredibly dark situations in our life, that that is your opportunity to to grow. And it and it's people and myself at the time have a really hard time accepting that, mm. that there's great joy yeah. to be had in these painful, painful moments because, well, for one, it's the spectrum of life. Mm. Um, we cannot have joy yeah. and love without the, the, without the opposite, yeah. you know. Uh, grief yeah. is the price yeah. that we pay for love. Mm. You know, that's the truth there. Yeah. And without the grief, we don't get the experience of love. Yeah. So we must encompass both of these, this range, this polarity of spectrum. Yeah. Of, of life to be able to, yeah, because to it's that, experience it's that it. It's that hurt feeling, isn't it? It's that hurt feeling that sometimes people go through where they have loved and that love's been taken away and they've, they've, been, they've, they've left feeling that pain. Mm -hmm. And for that reason, they subconsciously or consciously feel like, I'm never going to let anyone out in again because this feeling is so difficult to feel. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to regulate it. And mm -hmm. I'm never going to allow this to happen. And what can happen mm -hmm. is people then close themselves off from love or joy or other emotions because of that fear of that emotion coming up again. Yeah. 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 Do you notice that in people yeah. that you work? Yeah. Yeah, I, I notice it in myself as yeah. well. Yeah. You know, the the it's um, this is something that's really Im Im important that I'd like to try and get across is that I am my own subject here, and like as much as I'm uh, bringing support and mm. guidance uh, to to other people. Yeah. Um, it's it's mostly from my own experience. It's yeah, mostly from yeah. my own journey, and that includes, <clears throat> you know, learning about things, experiencing things, but working through these processes mm. myself. So, yeah, ab ab absolutely. The um, yeah, I, I, I can I can relate to that for sure. Yeah. Do you feel like that's what helps you to empathise and understand people? Is because you've been through that sort of like really powerful emotion and, and story of where you have been on the floor and. You, you understand where people are coming from and can empathize? Um, I think it's part of that. I think, I, think that they're, um, I think there's part of my being, like my, my natural makeup mm. that, that, is, uh, that is in tune with yeah. other people and with their emotional state. Um, 
uh, and, and I can relate to people who have had experiences that I haven't had. Yeah. But um, at the core, you know, we're all connected by some pretty, yeah. <laughs> pretty, you know, uh, significant things yeah. at the core. We're all we're all suffering, you know, similar similar pains, lack of belonging, lack of connection, lack mm. of sovereignty, lack of independence. And we we we're all experiencing similar things, regardless of your path mm. in, into life. Um, but I think my yeah my ability to connect to, to other people is is a, is a combination of, of you know my own experience and yeah. and something else that mm. I can't fully explain that there's um, I've always I've always been able to connect with other people and I often get told that people feel safe in my company and and, and that type of thing and, and yeah. I that to me doesn't necessarily feel like something I have learned it doesn't necessarily feel like something that I have um, studied or yeah. practiced. Mm. It's something outside of my personality, something yeah. that is, I guess, radiated out mm. um, because it's always been it's always been the case. And, and we could have a conversation about that, about <laughs> whether or not that is true or whether yeah, or not yeah, this yeah. is just a byproduct of all of my circumstances in yeah. life that have created that. But either way, um, I don't do holding spaces courses or I don't mm. do, you know, connecting with humans courses or, 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 or try to learn techniques of how to read yeah. people or understand them. It's just something that always has come quite, quite naturally to me. Yeah. And do you feel like now, because I know that you, you said that you focused on um, doing the Wim Hof. Um, no. So where are you at now in terms of oh, your I'm work? a long style? way away from yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 I mean, I don't know about you, but since starting since since that moment of closing yeah. that book of closing that that, that uh, anti-smoking or give up smoking book it's like the the shifts and transformations that have occurred over yeah. that period of time have been exponential in comparison to the 35 years leading up to that point and i feel like each year that's gone past over those last seven years the the the, the shifts mm. that are occurring inside of me um, are yeah are, are, are monumental so yeah so so it feels like so, it feels like a lifetime ago yeah. when I was kind of doing Wim Hof workshops and, and those sorts of things but it isn't it's only been a few years so yeah so that that my 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 way in was just to, as I say was I started doing these Wim Hof workshops which mm. was incredibly rewarding yeah. incredibly powerful getting to again this was early there wasn't so many of them there everywhere yeah. now of course yeah. But not that many. You know, people were still looking at me strange for going in the, you know, in the lakes in the winter. Yeah. Now it's kind of pretty commonplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so so I, I started working through that. The, the kind of just hosting workshops once a month mm. in the Midlands and, and building up a bit of a, a kind of reputation for that. Um, and then COVID, COVID happened. That, that we all kind of obviously were shifted by in lots of different ways <clears throat> of course one of the ways for me was that i wasn't able to, to host those workshops so without really very much thought or intention behind it i just started to shift my attention to more specifically the breath work the breath work was always whenever um i was doing my wim hof training you could see the guys who were really there for the for the cold and the guys who were really there for the breath work yeah. and for me i was always a little more aligned to the breath work there was something about the um, the presence of of the breath work whenever I was experiencing it when I was mm. holding space in it that was um, I was just drawn a little bit more towards that energy I think 
in part because it often pulls out emotion, mm. it often brings emotion to the surface, uh, it often brings pain, mm. and I'm very comfortable in that in that space. I like it there. Yeah. I'm, I'm used to it there. I've experienced my fair share of pain, and I know how to be in that space with someone mm. and um, and and hold that space for them to allow yeah. them to go through whatever they need to to go through. So yeah, so I turned my my attention, my direction moved a little bit more specifically into the breath. And yeah. with COVID happening, I started doing some online breathwork sessions like so many people were doing, but they, they were, yeah, they kind of were incredibly well received. So Brian, breathwork, like you said, it's, it's everywhere now. Yeah. It's everywhere. Everyone's doing a breathwork course or workshop. What is breathwork? <laughs> and and what, why is it important? Because it's, everyone's talking about it. Everyone's doing it. And you've been in, in this sort of field for a while and you've experienced your own personal sort of experience, but what is it? Well, it's interesting that you, you would ask that question because it's, um, yeah, I'm so, uh, I'm so used to diving into like, you know, the depths yeah, of it yeah, now yeah. because I've been in this game for quite some time. So coming back to the, the absolute, you know, definition yeah. of what is breath work, it's nice. It's a nice challenge for me, actually. Oops. Um, but also maybe that's, that is what it is for you, is it's diving into the depths of the body or diving into the depths of the deep pain that we hold through through breath. I'm answering the question, carry on. It's good, it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, so, so, so breath work, um, yeah, I'd love to address the fact that it's everywhere as well. Yeah. Like, like I'd, love to, I'd love to speak to that a little bit because um, it's like anything that, that, that gets picked up. Mm. It's, there's both positive components of that yeah. and then there's potential, um, you know, slightly less positive components of that. Uh, breathwork is an incredibly powerful modality mm. that I that that is not fully understood just how powerful it can be mm. and with any powerful modality there are risks involved and yeah. there are um, uh, yeah things that can be thrown up in in breathwork sessions that if you're not fully trained and mm. aware of how to um, navigate that with that particular person um, yeah it can be it can be it can be challenging yeah. So I'm, I love to see loads of people, you know, popping up doing breath work, but it's, it's, yeah, sometimes I get a little concerned with these, like, you know, here's your two week course to learn breath work and then someone's out in the world yeah, taking yeah. people into deep, you know, emotional states. That causes me a little bit of concern, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, me too. It, I feel right. that. I feel yeah, that because yeah. it's like, it's not just about doing the breath. It's like you said, what comes to the surface, the emotions yeah. um, and people being able to hold that safe space for someone who might be bringing up past traumas and things that they haven't dealt with before. And how, how do we make sure that that, that space is safe yeah. for them? Yeah. So, so this, this is why I spend a lot of time, a lot of my time working with, um, you know, how these emotions affect us. And, yeah. like what, and, and I do a lot of work around trauma, childhood mm. trauma in particular in my own journey. And, and to understand like what is happening, how do we respond to people yeah, that are going yeah. through these processes, what is a helpful way, and also being able to, to just hold that space for them, as mm. you say. Um, but yeah, but Breathwork 101 is in terms of like what, you know, what it is, I, I kind of break it down 
I guess maybe there's like three components of mm. breathwork, not talking about the specific techniques, but you have kind of one component, which is regulation, mm. which is super safe. It's not about going into you know anything deep necessarily, yeah. but it's about regulating your nervous system, yeah. you know, which is constantly being pulled out of out of whack in today's mm. today's society, where every opportunity we're given is to, to pull our nervous system out of out of alignment. So. Um, regular kind of checking in with your breath, slowing the breath down, going into some regular patterns, doing that each morning is a really great way of, of keeping yourself regulated. Mm. And that was one of the big shifts that I found when I started doing that myself was to realize that after a few months of doing this practice that my relationship to stress had completely changed mm. and that I wasn't tipping over into panic or freaking out or whatever, yeah. anywhere near as much as I had been. So you have that, that, that kind of one aspect of that, which is, is regulation. The other one other aspect of it is is kind of I don't really know what you would describe it, but it's like using it in the moment. Mm. So when a very stressful event occurs or if you're leading up to a particularly stressful uh, event, you can use breath work then to either pull yourself back mm. or to get yourself ready. Yeah. So you can use different techniques that will allow you to um, yeah, stay calm whenever you've got a job interview or mm. you're going to speak on stage or something like that. But you can also use breath work to pull you out of uh, a panic attack or to yeah. pull you out of something where That's you're... That's really powerful. It's incredibly yeah. powerful. And, and these, these are, again, can be short, simple mm. techniques that can literally just pull you, pull you back from the edge of, of the abyss, which is often what a panic attack feels like. Yeah. And then the, the third strand, which is what I spend most of my time doing in terms of working with people, is the, the kind of emotional processing is, is how I would describe it. And it, it often gets referred to as emotional release. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. crazy about that term, I, although I used to use it as well. Mm. <clears throat> but I don't know if I fully align with the idea that you're actually letting these, body, these emotions leave your body. Mm. I don't know if I fully align with the idea that an emotional release is something that is being left yeah. because what that suggests also is that you don't have it anymore. Mm. And I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. And I also yeah. don't think that's helpful. Yeah. I think that you should carry your painful emotions and you should be able to tap into them and you mm. should be able to use them. So how I think about those deeper breathwork journeys where emotions arrive, where things come to the surface, is that I think about them more in relation to processing, yeah. more in, in digesting. And mm -hmm. those types of terms um, just align a lot more with me. And it's those kind of more peak experiences that start to really create the big shifts. Yeah. And people see, um, start to see their life in different ways, start to see the possibilities of living in a different way. Um, but then they, we also need this kind of integration, which mm. is where this regulation starts to come in as well, using the breath to, to regulate whenever you're trying to integrate these peak experiences. Yeah. yeah, I think that's really powerful what you've just said, because it's not just about, okay, let's just breathe and, and let oxygen into your body. There's so much more that's going on there, and there's so many more layers to that. Mm. So the, la the layers are as well about connecting with your body that's what i hear it's like connecting with your body connecting with your emotions and it's not like yeah, yeah i can let go now and, and let it be free it's almost like no they're still here i know that they're here mm. but they're not perhaps as strong because i've identified them and i know where they are and i feel more alive more connected with them i would say mm -hmm. is that how you mm. would say that it is with um, when it comes to emotions and how we're connected mind body with emotions yeah yeah well, connection is probably the, the word that I would use most yeah. in relation to to what I do, you know, 
Um, I call myself an emotional tourist guide. <laughs> an emotional tourist guide. Oh, I really like yeah, that. That's nice, right? An because, emotional tourist guide. Because I'm not, I'm not there to take things yeah, out of yeah, you. I'm not yeah. there to, you know, heal you. I'm there to guide you into yourself. Yeah. And part of that process of being a, an emotional guide, emotional tourist guide, is to create connections that mm. have been severed. Yeah. And those connections are usually things that have been painful for you in mm. your life that you have cut ties with and that you're not willing to, to face or to, to be with or yeah. to, to sit with those. So, um, of course, there is an embodiment practice here, an yeah. embodiment connection that's, that's occurring. Um, so for me, yeah, that's, that's probably the perfect description is about, well, how can we reconnect to the parts of us that we've disconnected from? Yeah. And I'm yet to find a more powerful way to do that mm. than, than breath work. Yeah, that I think it, that's brilliant. That's, you know. it's, it's beautiful because there is a lot that happens in life. We, we, we start off, we go to school, we have to do this, we have to do this. There's always things that we're doing, we're doing, we're doing. And by doing, we forget how to be because we forget how to go inwards because we're always trying to do this external thing. And now more than ever in my work, I'm seeing more and more people coming into the space of therapy because they're the fed up of doing 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 and they're like i don't know how to connect with my emotions i don't know how to sit with guilt sit with shame mm -hmm. and instead they've developed perhaps unhealthy coping strategies like food or um, alcohol or drugs as, as a way of coping with these big emotions that are coming up yeah. because they haven't got the tools and i think mm -hmm. breath work is so powerful even in my journey i've used it and I feel like it's so powerful in just helping you connect inwards. Mm -hmm. um, so if someone was interested in breath work, how would, or where would you tell them to get started? Because there's, there's so much <laughs> available. Like where, where, does, where does someone go? It's a great question. And, and I think it's the, the, this is like the, the uh, what is it called? Like the burden of knowledge, yeah. you know, like there's just so much stuff. It's really, really hard to, to kind of um, direct anyone in, in that sense. Yeah, yeah. What I, what, I, what I would say <clears throat> is the most important thing is if, you, if you're looking for some regulation, mm. like we mentioned, or some yeah. practices that um, can help you come back from, from panic or, or whatever, if you're looking for some general regulation, you, you know, there's, there's lots available online. Mm. Go and find YouTube. I mean, obviously, Wim Hof was where I started my journey. Yeah. His, his breath work is pretty basic and straightforward, which is also its power. It's a, a, the fact that it is so simple and straightforward. And it doesn't need to be complicated either. But really, it's, um, the, you know, where to start for that sort of stuff is just, you know, work out what it is that you want from it. Like, mm -hmm. is it about regulation? Is it about trying to keep yourself less stressed or less panicked? And just, you know, go searching for that on, yeah. on, online. When it comes to, to these um, more peak experiences, these emotional journeys, mm -hmm. well, that's, again, that's even more difficult to, to, to recommend someone or yeah, something yeah. because what that, really requires is a connection with someone that you feel safe with that someone that can bring you into an environment either online or in person mm. where you feel safe enough to back to where we started to yeah. be vulnerable yeah because that's what it's going to require because mm. if you if you really <clears throat> want to go into your emotions mm. well you're probably going to cry that's probably the first thing that's yeah. going to happen. You're yeah. probably going to start to purge mm. the pain that you're feeling. And yeah. one of the body's first responses of purging that pain is to cry mm. and to sometimes shake and to move the body. These are, these are things, and, and we, are, we are obviously, crying is something that we tend to do in private. Yeah. We tend not to do that in a group setting. So 
whenever you are moving towards a place where you feel like you want to go towards a, you know, this kind of peak experience where you are going to start to process mm. some painful stuff, well, you need to be in a safe and comfortable environment. Yeah. And that's, that's based on the, the, the individual. Um, and I know the people that come to work with me have come to work with me because of a, a, yeah. a connection, you know, because of how they feel within my presence. So, mm. um, yeah, it's, it's really about just trusting the person that you might be working with, trusting yourself, trusting the process. Mm. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, it's tricky. <laughs> I remember when my therapist said to me, just trust the process. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, just trust the process. Like, I'm here and this is everything that's going on. And you're just telling me to trust. Yeah. And actually, like a few months later, I realized what she meant by trust the process. Mm. Um, but you don't realize when you're in it. When you're in it and you're in that dark place, you don't, you don't know where the light is. You no. just, it is about surrendering to that vulnerability, as you, as you mentioned. Um, but there's also something really powerful about when we do surrender into that vulnerability, into that, that pain that we talk about, it's almost like that opens up um, like a purpose or a passion or something into another space, another chapter for us. Yeah. And sometimes we can just hold on and like, I'm not ready, I don't want to see this and, and keep trying to shut the door on it. But actually by doing so, it just it allows that deeper connection into self. And I find that with the clients that I work with, and I wonder if you see that with people that you work with, is it takes them into a very different space. Yeah. I, um, I, I, love, the, I love the term of, of purpose, yeah. like soul purpose, true purpose. I love that as a term. I love it because it's a bit you know, mystical and also mm. it doesn't really have a clear definition. Like, and I love that about that. And, and um, I think sometimes when things have clear boxes around them, yeah. they lose a bit of their magic. But I think the idea of like a soul purpose or your purpose of life, that's mm. like, that's an interesting thing. And um, what I often do with the clients that I'm working with is, is try to investigate that a little bit. Like yeah. what is, what is, what do you really want mm. from life? Because most people actually don't really know what they want. I certainly, I'm still working that out, but I certainly, whenever I was on this journey, I had no clue, yeah. you know? So, so sitting into that idea of like soul purpose and, and, and what that looks like is an interesting thing. And it also gives us courage mm. to go towards painful things yeah. because it's like, I oh, know there's a real benefit from doing this. Yeah, there's a real yeah. possibility that I'm going to connect to something that actually is going to change my life. That's going to give me drive and purpose and focus and mm. all those sorts of things. But what I find is that to discover your purpose, it's usually hidden behind a core wound. Mm. And it takes you to go into that core wound to discover what your conditioning is that mm. has been the result of that core wound. For you then to start to work out, what am I here for? Yeah. And what, 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 have I, what have I got to offer the world? Mm. And I, can, I, can, I could speak towards clients I work with, but make more sense to speak from myself. Yeah which is that this, this is exactly what happened to me, that, mm. that when I was able to go into deeply in lots of different ways, psychologically mm. embodied, spiritually, into, into the, the things that happened in, in my life, it, it opened this world to me. Yeah. It opened a world where <clears throat> I can be of service to people. It opened a world where I can also take them through their mm. processes where I can also help them into their, um, 
into their own journey. So for me, it gave me my purpose by going in there, which also is, <laughs> you know, uh, the purpose of helping other people. So it's kind of, you know, wrapped up in all of that. Really. Yeah, no, I think that's beautiful because we do, we go through things in life and as, as a child, things will come up. We have beliefs, we have values and, and it feels like we get to a point where, where we get sort of stuck or where we don't know what's going on and that's where then the unraveling comes from. And it feels like that's what you've been through. I've been through the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's like when I've gone back and understood my childhood trauma, everything starts to make sense and you understand why your passion is the way it is and why you love to do what you do. And it's not just work. It's yeah. really connecting and, and offering that safe space for someone just to be and showing them another way, showing them that it's not my way because that was my journey, but this is the way forward for you. And, and, and this, there is hope. I think that's a, yeah. another beautiful thing mm -hmm. is letting people know that there, there's hope and that we are all imperfect beings <laughs> and we are all, we all have things going on. And even when you mentioned wobbling is the word now, mm. people would think, oh, but you're wobbling. What do you mean by that? Mm. Or no, because you think that you're, you should be this if you're doing this sort of work. And it's like, but we're all imperfect. Yeah. We're all got things that we're working through and that is okay. Yeah, yeah. My wobbles are my biggest strength. Yeah. yeah. You know, and if, I, and if I didn't admit them, yeah. I'd be suppressing them. Yeah. And if I'm suppressing them, I'm not dealing with them. I'm, mm. not, I'm not processing them. I'm not using the gift that it is that's been given to me. Yeah. You know, this the word gift is beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every, every time, I'm in, I'm at, right now in this moment, I'm in probably the most intense, one of the most intense periods of my life. Yeah. And, and here you are. And just, here I am, yeah. just just chilling. <laughs> and um, and uh, it's incredibly stressful. Yeah. And I'm being I'm being challenged multiple times a day, mm. and I'm able to see it mm. for the gift that that it is. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm also getting stressed and mm -hmm. angry and frustrated yeah, and yeah. feeling like I need support. But I'm also in these moments being able to step back from all of that and yeah. just say, Wow, what is this showing me? What is this? What is this offering me here? Mm. What? Wh where is this leading me? Yeah. And that's that. That is awareness. Mm. And this is something that I have worked tirelessly on to try and cultivate awareness, deep awareness of, of what is going on inside of me. And that is because why that is so important to me is because of, thirty-five years of mm. being completely unaware, yeah. disrespectful yeah. towards myself and not paying attention to my body screaming at me mm. to stop eating that thing, to stop yeah. smoking, to stop drinking, to stop partying, to stop you know, behaving in the way that I've been behaving. And now I, I, I'm making amends for those 35 years and, and giving my body and my, um, you know, my internal being yeah. as much awareness as I can. Yeah. So when I'm experiencing fear or mm. if I'm experiencing stress or pain of any kind of course in the moment that's you're in it and that's yeah. how it is yeah. but when there are these quiet moments like this morning for example I'm like like the drive here today yeah. I'm like well right okay what are what is all of this what mm. is going on let's have a little investigation mm. like what's happening in my body what do I need to do yeah do I need to pull away from all of this for a minute do I need to go and you know, do I need to cancel the podcast today? Do yeah, I need, do you know, yeah. or just should I go and do it and, and, and expose things and talk about them? And, and you know, and, and, and that's the decision I made today. Is that yeah. It's like the reactive and response, isn't it? Like you're yeah. not, perhaps in the past it was that reactive where we're not conscious, we're not aware, we're just, we're just doing. 
Whereas here it feels like you're being and it's like, let me just be present with what's going on. And it doesn't mean you're never going to get these sort of painful emotions. It means when they come up, let's be with them and let's yeah. work through them. It feels like there's a real compassion with that. Whereas when we're in the doing, go, 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 you don't really get the chance to just be in that space. Yeah, the, the, I think there's a couple of things there. So, the, so when, you're, when, you're, when you're in that constant doing state, yeah. you're, you're not present. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you're not fully paying attention to what is going on yeah. inside of you. So therefore, you're, the, the body is constantly in communication with you. The body is constantly telling you what it needs. Mm. And if it's experiencing stress, pain, it's going to need something yeah. as a result of that. So if you redirect your attention away, it could be running, it could be you know, uh, watching TV and Netflix, whatever. If you're constantly misdirecting yourself away from mm. that, then, then the body isn't being heard, it's not responded, yeah. so that's just going to get louder and louder until eventually it's going to you know, put you in bed and you won't be able to get out. So that's one, that's one aspect of that, of, of that, um, yeah, that disconnection mm. that, we're, that, that, that I have experienced that we can experience whenever we, we move away. And really, in my experience is, if you become have become, if you create an intimate relationship with painful emotions, they are much less damaging yeah. on your body, mind and soul. Mm. And in creating that intimate connection, you just allow yourself to, to, to be present with them because mm. actually whenever you're there with them, you start to realize that it's not the emotion mm. that's causing you the trouble. It's actually all of the story that you're creating yeah. around that emotion that is really causing you to constrict. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, I'm feeling anxious and nervous mm -hmm. about this thing. And then it's the story that's touched it. But if you can really just bring yourself in, this is where the breath is incredibly powerful, yeah. and slowing yourself down, bringing yourself into a relationship with that, with that emotion, you can start to realize that actually the emotion has no mm. power whatsoever. Mm. It's just an emotion. Yeah. It's all of the stuff that is attached to it that's making you feel this yeah. way. So if we use that same sort of thinking with um, your drive-in today, so your drive-in is like, oh, and, and I know there's been a lot going on, you're tired and all of these different things. So explain how the story there creates that sort of anxiety or distress even yeah. more yeah so yeah so i, I you know I, like i say i have a lot going on so sleep was a little disrupted yeah. last night i wake up a little bit later than i had planned i only get to do some of my practices i'm straight on the computer doing some things um i've realized that it's going to take me a little bit longer to get here than mm. i thought so i have to kind of rush a little bit and in my mind then that's like okay i'm gonna arrive at this podcast i'm gonna be tired mm. i'm maybe not gonna be able to communicate the way that i want to communicate yeah. maybe i'll embarrass myself maybe mm. i'll say something that i shouldn't have said and then suddenly it's like oh maybe i'll upset someone maybe it'll be seen somewhere mm. and da, 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 da. Yeah. you know you can yeah. just yeah. away yeah, you yeah, go yeah you can go down the rabbit hole you and go. That's before it. you know it you yeah. get cancelled yeah. you know your your career's <laughs> over you know like literally that's yeah. just yeah. just from being a little bit tired yeah. this morning and one of the things that I um, try to do um, I was gonna say tireless, tirelessly which you know, but but one of the things that I really try to do now is to where possible expose yeah. whatever is going on mm. inside of me yeah yeah which is one of the reasons why I mentioned that mm. so what this does is it starts to demystify 
what is going on inside yeah. of me and it starts to weaken it mm. because whenever I'm holding on to it I, I mustn't mustn't let on that I'm tired I mustn't let on that I'm just a bit being, nervous yeah. or that I'm afraid of something well that just that that loves that mm. those emotions love that mm -hmm. to be hidden away mm. and and just to grow in the dark you know but if I expose it it's like all right okay it yeah. starts to loosen a little bit and you and you start to let go of some of those stories of what might happen or what might happen and just be there again once again present yeah. with that that emotion with that feeling there's there's this image that I've seen on your Instagram and I didn't know you were an artist and I don't know if you created this but it's um it's you it's your face half of your face and on the other side there's these beautiful flowers that are just growing mm. and for me that represents like the within us there's strength there's growth there's all these but I wonder what's your what was the meaning behind that and is it something that you've, yeah, you've I created that, yeah yeah I made that it's a, um yeah, it's a kind of collage piece that I, that I um, that I made recently. Um, the, uh, yeah, I've been an artist for for many years and um, working in a very different way than I do now. But um, yeah, the 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 idea behind that that piece um, that I made really was I was trying to connect a lot of things mm -hmm. actually, and one of the things that I've been doing a lot of reading around is the idea of animism. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with that. Yeah. So the idea. For anyone that doesn't know, is that animism is that everything is mm. life. Everything has a has a yeah, life force right. from from the plants to the trees to you know everything, everything has else. everything has is animated in some way. Rocks, stones, every part of of the earth and mm. and the universe around us has um, has life within it. And this is a ancient. Um, belief this is not something new this is something that in fact most of human humanity believe this mm. it's just us at the end where we don't necessarily believe this so much so when I was making that piece I was really trying to channel that idea that we are all of this mm. you know so myself being a kind of representation of an individual human but then this kind of birth of of life that is that is everywhere mm. if we choose to yeah. To look at it, choose to feel it, choose to notice it, and again, it's like as you mentioned before, it's one of the ways that we've become disconnected mm. from the real world. Yeah, yeah, is that we've become disconnected from the natural environment and and the life that it has to offer. So mm. yeah, that was the idea. So yeah, connecting exactly as you say, but it was it was quite uh, driven by my relationship. Yeah, no, uh, when I when we're mm. talking now, that's the image that came to mind, and I was like, it really represents growth and. Mm. Um, this, uh, I suppose that's the, the beauty of art is for someone completely different it will bring up something different yeah. um, but I was, I was just curious as to what the, the mm. message was behind that and I love that, I love that you, yeah. you, you, you receive whatever you needed to receive from it and, yeah. and, that, and that's it, like my intentions are not that important actually what's important is like how people yeah. you know, relate to it or receive from it and, and really I wasn't uh, I wasn't making it with the intention even of showing it anywhere. It was just something that I wanted to, to do, but I, I, I felt resonant with it. I wanted to share it. So, you know. yeah. mm. so if there is one thing, one powerful thing that you have taken away from breathwork, what do you feel it is from your journey? Um, wow. Wow. I don't really like that question. You don't? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I can answer it, but yeah, I don't. Yeah. What I can, do you I also, like about it? I don't like the I don't like the restriction of it. Oh, okay, okay. Is there loads of different powerful yeah, things? Yeah, endless. Okay. endless literally yeah. endless. We could just speak about those for the next hour, no problem. But uh, but I also I'll lean into it. Okay. It's nice to lean into things that you yeah. don't like, right? That's the whole thing that I've just been talking about. So I'll I'll lean into the fact that I don't like it. Um, if there's one, ask me it again. <laughs> if there is one one powerful thing that you've taken away from breath work in your journey, what is it? 
Yeah, also, so like, I, I'm really reluctant to give you just a just one. generic answer. Yeah. No, not yeah. so much. I can give you, I feel like I could probably give you one, but it, it's. <laughs> we don't do surface level, we do deep dive. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? What came to mind was trans, transformation. Mm. You know, like that, that, that's what came to mind, but that also feels like a bit of a kind of cliched answer. Like, what's the most important thing about breath or transformation? But I, but I mean, I suppose it probably does come yeah. to that. Like mm -hmm. ultimately, really, that's that's what it is. And you know, I, I I'm unrecognizable mm. to the person I was before I started a, a breathwork journey, a breathwork practice. Unrecognizable. I do yeah. not know. I do not know how I got through those thirty five years. In fact, I didn't. Mm -hmm. I was just rolling along, you know, one day at a time, and life completely. Completely, and, and then again, it's like, oh, breathwork changed my life. But yeah. like, it's so, it's true. Yeah. There's, it's a hundred percent true. There's no denying it. Mm. Everything in my life changed. Mm. Everything in my life changed. Um, and some of those you could deem to be, you know, uh, negative, like a relationship ending, or mm. you know, having to move house and these sorts of things. But there, that's I don't see it as negative. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it was all just part of of my of my of my journey, and I am excited to be where I am right now, yeah. even though I'm wobbly right now. <laughs> I'm excited about okay. that. Yeah. And being wobbly yeah. is totally fine. And, um, but yeah, I suppose like if, if we're going to buzzword it, like mm. trans transformation is probably the, the most powerful thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for answering that. <laughs> um, and also just in terms of your sole purpose, I know that we like the word purpose and I know this is a real deep dive question now. What do you feel your sole purpose is, where you're at right now in life? Mm. The thing I find about the sole purpose journey, the sole purpose question is it's constantly changing. Yeah, there's a constant, yeah, I, I there's a that. kind of constant flux. But And where you are now, five years later, you'll be like, what? I was yeah, I thought that. Like, well, but yeah. th th that's, that's true, but there, I think there is often, there is a kind of thread mm. <clears throat> that, that will run through it. And um, I was recently um, fortunate enough to be working on a, um, a men's, men's retreat. I'm doing a, a men's work mentorship at the mm. minute and um, very deep soul mm. work, not traditional men's work. As we're, we're in some very um, yeah, deep transformational processes. And I, I was yeah, lucky enough to be, to be working with a beautiful group of men and in, in some very, very deep and painful processes. Yeah. And um, I, I had a kind of almost existential moment where mm. I was pulled out of myself to witness both the scene that I was in, mm. which was lots of you know, men going through very, very challenging experiences, and myself as a kind of facilitating holding space um, with other men, of course, who were holding space as well. But to, to, to see that and to see how much enjoyment I was having, yeah. how, much, how much fun mm. I was having, how much I was loving being with these men mm. going through some, some, for some men, some of, you know, unimaginable pain. Yeah. Uh, and how comfortable I, I felt there, how, how fortunate I felt to be there, how um, empowering it was to, to, to be in that moment. So to answer that question about mm -hmm. sole purpose, that, that was what was arriving for me at the moment. It's like, there's no question that this is what I have been built <laughs> to do. Yeah. Is to hold space for other people, to allow them 
to start their own transformational journeys. It really is beautiful. And it's work in progress. We're constantly learning. We're constantly growing. And it's beautiful where you are right now. Even, like you said, mentioned, it's wobbling. It's like, no, but I I still know what feels right. And I'm trusting the process. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, Brian, we're coming to the end now. Okay. Well, and, that was quick. Yeah. And as we, and you're not going to get cancelled. Um, <laughs> and as we come to the end, there's always one question I ask um, at the end. And that is, um, do you think life is fair? Hmm. Uh, no. Why not? It's not supposed to be. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to include fairness and unfairness. Mm. So, it's to, if the clear and simple answer to that question if, if that's what you yeah, want a yeah, yes yeah. or no yeah. is well the answer is no or the yeah. answer is, is it's unfair yeah. and it should be that's part of our, our journey that's mm. part of our process but we can find fairness in it yeah but as a um, yeah if, you're, if it's an all-encompassing question is life yeah. fair yeah. or no yeah, yeah. thank you <laughs> I always like that yeah yeah nice yeah. good question thank you all right Wow, that went super quick.